On this week's episode, what movies have we enjoyed the most in 2021? What films does everyone need to look out for for the rest of this year? And what movie will bring us back to the theater once again? All this and more as we celebrate our five-year anniversary and once again delve into the Pop Culture Cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. All right, so we are here. We're not all in the same place, as you can tell. Gerald is in... Where are you? This this doesn't look like Carson or Long Beach to me, so I'm just curious. I'm in beautiful Hawaii, my friend. Greetings, everyone. Hope everyone is well. Big Dog, what's up? What's happening? Do you actually only show up on special events for us? Because last time we talked on this show, I think it was episode 100, and now look at you, we're five years old, man. I know, it's been a while. No, it seems like it was just yesterday we were doing those uh, the Retro City Games charity shows, you know, and uh, Vegas. Chatty Chad yeah. was out there, and Travis, and uh, other Justin. And then we crashed your house, like I said, for episode 100. It's been a great ride so far, my friend. But great to have you here, Big Dog. Thank you. So uh, we are talking about movies, movies that have come out this year, movies that are about to come out in the fall. My question to you guys is, what have you seen so far this year that has been any good? Like, I, I'm looking back at everything that I've watched, and I'm going to talk after you guys do, but most of it's just kind of been lackluster. You know, nothing has really stood out to me as me being like, oh, that's a great film. Suicide Squad is very strong for me. I just watched Annette over the weekend, which is going to be, I don't say it's controversial, but as a movie musical, yeah, you can either, you're going to either find it highly entertaining or you just won't get it because uh, of the people who made it. Uh, actually, a five-decade-long band called Sparks from Southern California. I don't know if anybody's familiar out there with them, but they create a movie, Annette, and it is just either you're going to love it or you're just not, not going to get it. So that was, but that was really for me a really good movie as well. So I, I there, there's been nothing else out there that's that's Josh that, that you've been impressed with. So here's here's what I've seen so far this year. I've seen I, I watched Mortal Kombat, and uh, I know we disagreed on that movie. I don't think it was as bad as you did, but I don't I didn't think it was awesome. It was entertaining, like it it was it blew annihilation out of the water completely like it it washed uh, that bad was, taste i think it was closer to annihilation than the original mortal Kombat, which was just super cheesy fun that original yeah I, big dog did you get a chance to catch mortal Kombat? Uh, i did not i've seen bits and pieces of it from what i saw i mean the cgi was fantastic but i mean i didn't get much of the story Okay, I mean, I don't think there was much of a story. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, sort of helping the argument there. Yeah. So I saw Mortal Kombat, watched Jungle Cruise, which was, it was okay. You know, we talked, we chatted a little bit, me and Gerald, we talked about that a little bit. I was too heavy on, C- like, it was so heavy on CGI that it looked like they just put cartoons in it. It would have been better as an all CGI movie. Right, right. Well, okay, so you know... Parts of the Caribbean, right? It was a mostly CGI movie, but the CGI had like dark color tones. To well, yeah, it. the Pirates of the Caribbean was a dark movie. Yeah, but the CGI looked like it belonged in that universe. Whereas with the Jungle Cruise, the CGI was so bad 
that it almost looked like uh, like a Mary Poppins type situation where they're just putting cartoons into a movie with a real person. I thought that's what they were going for. Maybe I I was I don't know. It just it it was entertaining, but I wasn't like crazy impressed with it. It was entertaining for a for a kids movie. Yeah. Did you did you watch it all the way through? I didn't watch it all the way through. I, I saw they had it on at my at my parents' house with oh, the kids. Yeah, uh, and I watched like the first hour of it. Yeah, the I mean the Rock is funny and like the Rock of, is very entertaining. Yeah, He's very and, funny. And Emily Emily Blunt's funny in there. Paul, I like Paul Giamatti. The acting's great. I just you know as a film, it, it's a story about a good. Yeah, yeah, like Gerald saying it. It's it's so and so. Other than that, I saw Suicide Squad and Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man was good. Wrath of Man was all right. Tomorrow War was not terrible. Great. I think that's pretty much all I've seen this year, though. I've been meaning to watch the the next Conjuring. I just haven't had a chance to do that yet. Big Dog, though, have you seen anything that's that stuck out to you? Anything of note? Mm, not that's been not new, really. Nothing. Nothing really jumped out at me. I've been waiting. I'm just waiting for Dune, really, to try to see something that looks decent mm-hmm. yeah it's, dune. Not a, it's not a marvel movie it sucks right I, well i feel like dune is the first like non-marvel blockbuster event that we're going to be getting you know really well, let's at all see this, if this one does better than the original one yeah shang shang chi looks good that that one is one i'm excited for but doesn't have that like blockbuster feel like dune does so it, it's like what shang chi yeah this, it doesn't have the feeling of this it's, massive it's a, it's a cut and paste marvel movie that you've seen 10 times already Except this is the first like introduction of kung fu like in the MCU, which I'm kind of excited about. You know, I'm a big kung fu film fan. Absolutely, I think that film is going to be fantastic. Reviews are, are already in with a lot of people, and they really are raving about it. So I've got some high hopes for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Rings. But yeah, well, hope, I think we need. To, I'm hope. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, I don't know. The Marvel universe has just felt off since Endgame. Because well, she should have ended it after Endgame. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it feels. Whereas, like with the the everything before Endgame had a consequence to it. Whereas, like everything moving forward seems to just exist for the sake of existing. So everything I'm, moving forward seems like the B B and C squad. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Maybe they can bring it all back together. But uh, yeah, Gerald, did, did you see? Did you see anything of note this year? I mean, anything that you would would say would make like your top five films of twenty twenty one so far? Black Widow. Uh, no, not Black Widow. Black Widow was okay, and that's all it was. It's just okay. Uh, I was really hoping for more in this place, where it is in the timeline, as far as when it was actually shown to audiences. Uh, I also thought the movie was just okay. Uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was it was all right. It's just all it was, and that's all it will be. But, but again, it, to me, it just seemed like it's something that should have taken place or should have been shown to audiences back in 2016 when it was more relevant and when it's more... Even the structure and the framework of when the movie happens during the timeline of the movie is more geared towards 2016, right after Civil War. So, so I just, it was just kind of a disappointing there as far as the, you know, how it turned out. But again, it's just an okay movie. I guess Suicide Squad has probably been the best movie I've seen so far this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we chatted about Suicide Squad, I think, last week. And it, it was, I don't regret watching it. I just, it was hard for me to, uh, take it seriously i guess and i don't, I don't think it was meant it, to be taken seriously. yeah and i don't think it was meant to but you know and if they were doing that it should have just been like an all-out thing instead of having it having elements of seriousness in it you know the whole crank style 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like uh, was a. Uh, I think the current guys didn't. Didn't they also do uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance? Possibly. Yeah. I think so. They did those crazy camera angles with the rollerblades and stuff behind cars. Yeah. 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 That's a very dark spot on film history. Yes. <laughs> so what's that? What's coming up, man? What's coming up? All right. So I'm uh, I'm going here through the uh, the old fall movies. All right. And the first thing we got coming out here. Do you want to ju- you want to just hit things coming to theaters, or you want to do stuff that's like video on demand? Well, anything that's going to hit big, because uh, you know when it comes to both, I mean, you now have to consider both as movies. I mean, uh, for instance, Red Notice with. And when that comes out, I mean, we'll talk about that here in a bit. If that comes out to Netflix, that's still a premier event. I mean, they're, they're paying The Rock big money. They're paying Gal Gadot big money. They're paying Ryan Reynolds big money for that. So you got to treat it like it's a, a AAA movie. So All right. if you've got a movie like that, I mean, yeah, it doesn't come out in theaters. No, but now, now as the way the Oscars are, are structured, it doesn't have necessarily have to come out in theaters anymore. So yeah. Okay, well, I mean, maybe we'll start here with uh, September 3rd. We have the release of Cinderella with uh, Cam- Camilla Cabello. I think that's how you say her name. But it says she's starring as a Disney princess, but it's not a Disney film. So I don't know I don't know where this is going to stand, but it's got the uh, power of Beyonce. It's, it's got some Beyonce music in it. So I am i don't know if this is something that they're hoping it's is going to hit. Yeah. But is, is that movie going up against Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings? On September 3rd, yeah. Except this one, uh, Cinderella is a video on demand hitting Amazon okay. Prime and not the, not theaters. Well, Amazon Prime has hit, hit, had a few movies this year. The Tomorrow War. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a movie, I think. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I watched it. Can't get two hours of my life back on that one. Yeah. Uh, but they've had some other successes with uh, Coming to America 2. That's been a big success. And despite my ridiculing of the Tomorrow War, it still is a big success. So this could follow in this place. Again, uh, under the radar for Amazon Prime. And that, that's, that was to me was a good movie musical. Uh, so I think uh, that it can do something. It, it can really, especially with Camila Cabello, she's pretty famous right now she, she's a, a commodity out there in, mm-hmm. in Hollywood that that's really uh, desired a lot of fans and then of course Beyonce you know adding her name and and music to it obviously is going to be a big help to the movie as well yeah yeah absolutely um, all right next up we got uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and that comes out September 3rd as we know, we've seen in the trailers, it has some familiar faces from the MCU, including Wong from uh, Doctor Strange, Abomination from uh, Incredible Hulk. This, I, I really love the way Simu Liu, Lee, I think, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Simu, Simu Liu. Simu Liu is, uh, he's really like standing behind his film, you know, like especially after the comments made by uh, the, the Disney. Uh, Bob Chapek. Yeah, and saying that like it's an experiment. He. Like I, that would make me feel bad too if I were an actor who made something like this. And uh, you know, I really, I, I hope I'm hopeful for this movie. I love kung fu films, and this is the first introduction of kung fu. My my one fear is that it's going to be overly, I guess, overly CG kung fu instead of like the kung fu that you know is is like act- Iron Fist. Yeah, I'm talking more like yeah, yeah, like like CG oriented um, kung fu. But I want to see stuff that's more in line with like the old Jet Li movies and uh, you know Donnie Yen films. Like I want to. Some see- of the scenes I've seen though have represented that. 
yeah plus, plus also as well there's a skyscraper scene where they're on the side of the skyscraper and it looks more like what you're asking for yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm hoping for uh you, you just never know you know with uh with films like this because there are heavy cg elements as far as like the rings going between the and the fight between him and his father so i just hope that they don't like cheap out on the effects budget you know uh big dog any any thoughts on on shang chi you, ex- you excited not so excited uh, I mean, just not. I'm out. Of, I'm burned out on Marvel movies. Not really interested. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried to watch Black Widow and and this. I think this one of the the last Spider Man. I just wasn't entertained. I get that. I've been hesitant to go back and watch Loki, uh, but I know it's something I'll probably have to watch at some Loki's point. Loki's good. Yeah, I've, I've heard I've, that's pretty good. I, I've heard I've heard great reviews. Also, September third, we have a movie called We Need to Do Something. It seems it's about a family that's stuck in a bathroom during a hurricane. I think that's kind of like your typical like open water fanfare where like, oh, no, we're stuck in the ocean or something. You know, it it maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. But it was filmed during the pandemic. So uh, it'll be interesting to see like how that plays out on the screen. Have you guys heard anything about several movies? There's been several movies that that they don't leave the one location. There's one of my favorite movies. It's called Free Fire with Brie Larson and Killian Murphy. And uh, the South African guy from uh, District 9, I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, but it all takes place in an empty warehouse. It's like a big shootout gun deal. And it, the whole movie just takes place in a warehouse. It's a great movie. But uh, it can be done. It would be interesting to see what someone can do in one space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm always, you know, at, at that point, you have to make the set a character in itself. Yeah. You know, it's always interesting to see how they do that. Uh, we have it takes three, and that's a video on demand. I don't. It doesn't say what service that's going to uh, pay per view and whatnot. So yeah, why don't we get down to September tenth then, or September seventeenth? I'm trying to see, trying to find ones that I think will go towards a mass audience. That's going to be the hard deal because a lot of these are just going specific to to ones, and they're going to burn out after a week or two. Yeah, I mean, you can tell when you look at Kate, you look at the card counter, you look at the gateway. You're seeing a lot of movies that are going to come out. It reminds me of the old days when you had, you know, those movies that were straight to videotape. You know, it's like those, like you talk about all the time when you went, went to Blockbuster and you couldn't get the movie you wanted. You went to these other movies. Yeah, and some of them were, that. you're surprised by some of them. I've seen a lot of heavy advertising for The Voyeurs. I think that's one where they're like spying on people from their. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not too bad. It doesn't look, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look too bad. We have something new from uh, Kristen Bell coming out on September 10th in the form of Queen Pens, which I think it's a it's a comedy. It shows yeah, here. So coupon and, scam, million dollar, multi million dollar coupon scam. Yeah, and that's yeah. also yeah. going to premiere on Paramount Plus later in the year. Vince Vaughn With is Ben Stiller producing. Yeah, and Vince Vaughn is in it too. So I mean, this this could be good. I mean, and as we've seen, like a lot of people don't take chances by making comedies anymore. So it's th- this could be something that kind of fills that void, I guess, a little bit. Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. So let me get this straight. We're going to play a like a video game together or Well, not exactly. Okay, fine. W- where's the controller? Uh that's it's it's right here. This is literally a sheet of paper. I don't understand what you well, Here, re- you're going to need these two. Dice? You just had are these even dice? We are going to play Vampire the Masquerade. It's a role-playing game. What kind of vampire do you want to be? 
Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire? Oh, my friend, you have no idea. There's Nosferatu, there's the Vampires and Vitae, an actual play podcast. Season 2, coming soon to Pop Culture Cosmos. What about uh, 17th Cry Macho with uh, Clint Eastwood now in his 90s directing and trying and still acting movies? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I'm I'll check I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm actually I've been I'm fascinated by this. This is the uh one where he's like he's trying to get somebody home or he's trying to get somebody from Mexico, right? Is that the one that this Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm actually like interested in this. Like I, and I don't know about you, but I I like really enjoyed um Gran Torino. Like that's that's Oh, it was a great movie. Yeah, and it it's I know it's something you wouldn't be able to make today, but like I think that his acting like he he creates parts for himself that are, um, I don't know, authentic to who he is. And there was also one where he played a drug trafficker. I don't. I mean, I, I know he did Gran Torino, and I know he did um, Mystic Mystic River. Or it was that what it's called Mystic River. I believe so. Yeah, with uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon and and those guys. But yeah, I, I'm I am interested in this. Gerald, are you? Is this something that you would go out to theaters to see, or is this more like a watch it on the couch movie for you? Watch it on the couch movie, and that's one thing we, you know, I guess we'll as we'll go along depends on the movie. I mean, is this an is this an event movie that you're willing to go out in the current climate and and check out in a theater, or are you willing to wait until this movie, or you don't even have to sometimes if it's a day and date movie. So I, I think we're going to mention that, you know, depending on the movie. I know you. We talked about Dune, and we'll probably hit that up again. But there's really nothing much coming out for the rest of the month that's really going to chart with people, from what I'm seeing. I think maybe The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I was going to mention that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's the one uh, with Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain playing the Bakers. And that one, only if it's going to be good. And the reason why I say that, if it's reviewed well, it gets that Oscar buzz for the actors. I think that's the only way it's going to be able to be somewhat successful. If it comes out to middling reviews, it's going to be gone by the next week. I think it's people's, sorry, pardon the pun, eyes. So I think for the rest of the rest of the month, I think it's just, again, just a lot of filler. I think when it really uh, it gets to October, because September, I think they're treating it still like they did back in the days before the pandemic when September... Okay, kids are back in the school. We're just going to show, put out there. We're going to put out movies that really don't have a home. And really, if they can maybe find an audience, probably the best way to do it is in September. I think probably it doesn't get until October when you have The Addams Family too. That's going to go day and day. Uh, and that just made a change this past week. It's going to go day and day to video on demand and the theaters. And it was going to compete against Transylvania 4, but Transylvania 4 got bought up by Amazon for $100 million. So That's right. Were you guys interested at all in either? I know Transylvania 4 did not have Adam Sandler any, anymore, but what are your thoughts on that? Uh, uh, Big Dog, did you see The Adam, the Last Adams Family? Mm, no. I mean, the animated one? Yeah, did you see that? Uh, parts of it. Yeah, it didn't blow me. It didn't blow me away. It was funny. I mean, I thought it was it was very odd, you know. And in that oddity, there was like humor in there that like I didn't expect I would laugh at. So I mean, I I wouldn't go out to the theaters to watch Adam's Family. I'd probably watch it from home. But uh, it is something I would be interested in watching. As for Hotel Transylvania, I was never really. I saw the first one, but I'm not really interested enough in like going to check out any more of them. I didn't mind them for kids' movies. I didn't mind them. 
What about the many saints and newer coming out that same day to theaters from HBO Max day and date? That one is the prequel to The Sopranos. I mean, a lot of people have been looking forward to that, especially if you're a big fan of the series. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Big Dog, do you have any history with The Sopranos? The Many Saints of Newark is a prequel to The Sopranos. Do you have any history with Sopranos at all? The Sopranos? No, yeah. mm, not really. Uh, I never what? got in, I never got into it. What about James Gandolfini's son? I know, didn't oh, he? Actually, no, actually, I was actually playing he's James playing. Gandolfini character before. So that's it's so weird. It's it, so, it, it looks, he looks. I mean, obviously because he's his son, but yeah, it just looks so uncanny. It's, it's actually in a cool way. In a cool way. Yeah, I mean, what a legacy, right? What a what a what a gift to be able to like do that as in a way of to like pay homage to your father. I know yeah. he he originally went in trying out for a different part, and then they wanted him to play this one. So, uh, good you know, good for him. I like and the cast the you know the cast looks um, they look like they are uh, decent. You know, John Bernthal is always good. To, uh, you know, he's always good in everything that he's in. So I don't know. I I, I don't have a history of Sopranos. I don't know if I'm going to watch this one, but it does seem intriguing to me. Gerald, do you have any? Are you planning to watch this at all? I never was a big fan. I only watched a few episodes of The Sopranos. Uh, if it's good, I can probably catch it on HBO Max, and that's the that's the movie I will not go out to the theaters to see. But if it's good, I will go ahead and check it out on HBO Max. Okay. I mean, and then after that, a week later, do you? Okay, guys, I want to hear this. Do you actually think that No Time to Die will release in theaters on October eighth? I don't think so. I think it'll get pushed again. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of those movies that gets pushed so many times that people will lose interest in it by the time it comes out, and all that hype. Black Widow, like Black Widow, yeah, I so yeah, but I, I feel like all that hype that it, people have to watch this movie is just going to be gone. Any love for Halloween Kills coming out the next week on October fifteenth? So, I, yeah, I mean, Halloween, the last Halloween was a kind of a surprise like sleeper hit from la- what was it last year or two years ago? I mean, people. People. Did you see the trailer though? I okay. have. I did not see the trailer. Was it? Okay, it's, it, it takes place right after the events of the last movie. Oh, is this? Is this one where Jamie Lee Curtis is like fighting back? Yeah, because she's okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, the, the trailer shows her in the ambulance going to the way of the hospital, right? And the, the house, I guess, where everything happened from the previous film at the end is going up in flames, right? And so, who puts out a fire? Firemen, right? So they come up there and they see this guy who, I guess, uh, snatches a couple of firemen already that go inside. But there's this like wave of firefighters standing outside and they just look there and gawk at this menacing figure with a hatchet coming at them. And they're like, so I want to ask you guys, if you're standing there on the street and you see this guy with a hockey mask and a and an axe in his hand what would you do shoot him with the fire hose that's what i said spray him with the hose knock him off his feet with the fire hose and i have a hard time believing that like there's other firemen that have axes as well it's like yeah and on. have you ever like seen a fireman they're not exactly like small dudes you know they're they're pretty buff so, so i mean so what do you think happens to all those firemen i'm assuming i get butchered yeah they probably get yeah. hacked up yep they do i mean Right there, you lose me on the just the intelligence of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. but that same day, it's funny because another horror style movie that's actually uh, sort of superhero related, in Venom: Let There Be Carnage, has been pushed to that day. 
I don't know if it'll stay there, but right now it's listed for October 15th. I think it's going to be pushed. It? It's going to be pushed to either November, end of November, or early December. Yeah, holiday season probably. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, ex- about I'm excited, it. but I think it's going to be severely handicapped by that PG-13 rating. Yeah, I, I'm curious if this one's going to have like a director's cut when it comes out because like this is Carnage. Everyone has wanted to see Carnage on screen ever since the Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man films, and this is this is his this is this is it. Like this is what we're getting, and I feel like they're really going to push that PG-13. But I also feel like it's going to call for a uh, unrated director's cut. Do you feel like this movie is fan service? Mm, I don't. I don't. Like there, was, there was such an outcry of seeing Carnage in the last one that they just had to do this. Yeah, I may, maybe, maybe. I, I don't, I don't know what the original plan was, but I, I, I mean, me personally, I don't know about you guys, but like, I wanted to see Carnage fight Spider-Man. I didn't want to see yeah. him fight Venom. I'd like to see Spider-Man and Venom team up to affect Carnage or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not, yet. not yet. Sony's going to tease that, but it not yet. I know. Yeah. Didn't, didn't they? Wasn't isn't Jared Leto having a Morbius? Having, I was going to bring that it's not until appear- twenty twenty two. No, no. But I know. Isn't he having an appearance in this film? Like didn't that didn't that slip? Or no? Tom Hardy was in Morbius, right? One no, of, um, no. Michael Keaton is in Morbius. Yeah, Michael Keaton's in Morbius. Oh, okay. Like, he runs into him. He's like, "What's up, Doc?" Somebody let something slip, and I somebody was there's a, there's going to be a crossover yeah. something. Okay, all right. Uh, what about next week? Uh, I know here comes Ridley Scott because he's got two coming out later this year, and one of them is The Last Duel. I know you and I made fun of the accents on that, but when you got Adam Driver and Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon, and they're all trying very hard to do those British accents, man, do you think? You know, well, actually, it's actually it's in France. The movie takes place in France, so it makes it even funnier. Gerald, did you ever see that Netflix movie? I think it's called The King. No, I've not. It was about uh, the war between France and England. I think it was um, who played who was the who, I'm sorry who's the actor who's playing the new Batman? He was in Twilight. Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. He, he played a, a French prince, and he had the most horrible French accent in the movie, and it ruined the entire movie for me. It was so bad. Well, they're not even trying. If since this takes place in, in was it 14th century France. Yeah, I mean, they're not even trying. That's that's the funny part. I mean, Adam Driver. Oh, is it like French people with British accents? They're not even trying to do French accents. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, okay, um, okay. the old style. Okay. And, yeah, and it's so it's it just it's so funny. It just looks so funny. I think I'll watch it for comedy's sake. But I know it's going to hurt Josh. You know, I mean, really, Scott's one of one of his favorite directors. I've appreciated his work many times. Uh, Blade Runner's at the top of my list all time. Blade Runner 2049, obviously, was work that stemmed from his work. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's something that, unfortunately, I think is going to be sent out to die. Uh, okay, Gerald, like, about, about Blade Runner. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's just that you could have condensed it by an hour. Okay. You could have cut out so much needless stuff that didn't really make the story any better. It was just... I think- there's a lot of exposition, and I kind of appreciate. And it was great for an art exposition, but well, not that's, for a movie when you're trying to keep pace. Yeah, you know, that's what I was gonna say. As an artist, like I appreciate the exposition. Well, that was, the, that was the big complaint with the first, the original Dune movie is that there was all this weird stuff that didn't really, uh, you know, contribute to the story. Well, speaking of Dune, because that comes out the next week. I mean, the original Dune movie got trashed because they tried to cram two books into one movie, and that yes, is just- a lot of the story was left out. 
but that's just so impossible to do. And yeah. then, of course, they, they got the low-budget CGI, and, and yeah. now it looks like a, a fun, campy film. I actually appreciate it and like it. Uh, it you know, it, it's just, but it is campy, and there's a lot of stuff I would have taken out as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, but the next movie, Dune, I mean, that, that looks head and shoulders above, you know, anything else that I'm, I'm going to see outside of Shang-Chi. The Shang-Chi and Dune premiere are the movies I want to, I, I will go see in the theaters this year. And I, and I believe that I, the soundtrack is really good in Dune as well. I've heard. Funny, Blade Runner twenty forty nine soundtrack. No, and I'm John. No, I didn't. Hey. I didn't. Say the speaking was speaking of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, during the interview with Dennis during Dune, he goes, "Yeah, I would love to finish that franchise. So maybe, maybe we'll get maybe. something. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe oh, we'll, we'll get, get to see the end of Dune. Uh, well, that's two films. It's not going to be just one film. It's going no, to no, be I two know. films. It looks, no, the original one it was supposed to have sequel a sequel, but it bombed so bad that they just yeah, didn't yeah. do it. It looks so pretty yeah. though. I want to watch it. I like the original one for all the crappy effects. It's like you know all the other crappy effects in all the old movies. What do you uh, got? Another movie. Yeah, I was gonna, another movie. I was going to ask, what do you guys think about the French Dispatch? I know that's Bill. Yeah, because that, that's Wes Anderson, man. Uh, oh. You know, you're into Wes Anderson films or you're not, and I think most of them go under the radar, but. You know, Wes Anderson is so appreciated by Hollywood. You know, he always gets the big stars. The Grand Budapest Hotel is my favorite. Didn't he do the Life Aquatic too? Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes. With Steve Sisu. Uh, yeah, that and was, he did Moonrise um, Kingdom. Mm -hmm. He has Bill Murray in all his films. Bill Murray's looking old, though. I mean, whatever, whatever fountain of youth. Have you seen uh, most of Hollywood that you grew up with? Well, I don't know. Have you seen Russell Crowe and Nicole Kidman? I mean, they look like they age. I just watched backwards. Nicole Kidman, and she's had so much work done that she looks like a plastic person. <laughs> I mean, it's, in, this, it, in this weird three-episode miniseries, she doesn't where she quite all these look like Dolly Parton yet. But I mean, both, but both her and Russell Crowe, though, they look like they haven't aged a day. Well, Russell Crowe's still growing that massive beard, but he's playing Zeus. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same Connor as was the Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who's that? Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie, reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh. Jock and Nerd! Jackass Forever the next week. Okay, it's such a weird idea that this is going up against um, Blade Runner, but... I mean, I, Dune. Dune, sorry, yeah. I want to watch this. I mean, this is like... Look at how old these guys look in this like photo we're looking at, and it. This is like the the your friends that you grew up with, you know, doing one well, last I, like hurrah. And one of them that got kicked out of the movie that's end, that has ended up suing you. Yeah, yeah. Bam, Bam, Bam had a breakdown and uh, and uh, we like claimed all the fa all the stunts were fake and all this other stuff, and uh, we just never he just wasn't the same person since Ryan Dunn died. 
they shouldn't have pushed him to do the movie. Yeah, but I mean, even if they didn't invite him to do it, he would have felt he probably would have sued him anyways. Because you know, Jackass is just as much like a a result of his his passion as it is Johnny Knoxville's. Yeah. Big shout out before we go to, on to November, but last night in Soho and also Ron's Gone Wrong, those could be under the radar movies that come out that people would really like. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say any as far as people going to see the film because there's a there, there's only going to be a small amount of films that people actually go see in the theaters. But as far as Oscar time, as far as best movie list, look out for both of those films. I think those are two films that might be of interest to people. But yeah, I think... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, if you look through the month of November, you know, outside of uh, Hotel Transylvania and uh, the Adams Family. You mean October. October, sorry. Um, there hasn't, you know, it's good to see that there's kids movies coming out, you know, other, yeah. other than like the, the Disney, the, the stuff that's been coming out by Disney has been like mediocre at best. Like even well, in the their... Paw Patrol is, is hitting big and that's something I, I knew would happen because the Paw Patrol has gained in popularity. So they... Families are actually going out to see it. it. The week that we're talking about this, it's going to hit number two in the box office, but it's also exploding on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I think if any movie that comes out on Paramount Plus this year is going to increase their subscribership, it's going to be the Pop Patrol, which says you know there's still money in family fair movies. Yeah, I miss 2D animation myself. I miss those kind of movies. So in November, Eternals. Oh, Are just real, real quick about real, just right, real quick about uh, the October. Josh Antlers, Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah, I was actually I re- gonna. I remember, I remember this trailer coming out in 2020, and it looked pretty good. I was gonna what mention that. Like, I love Guillermo del Toro's like off I, off the beaten path gotta, horror films. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I, th- I I will watch this. You know, I just bought um not bought I from a used bookstore. I got Pan's Labyrinth for a dollar, and like I forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. That's a classic of his. I think that's uh, something that maybe he'll be able to recapture at some point in time. Maybe Antlers will do it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, on to Eternals, though. I mean, I am I'm thrilled about this. Like we've talked about this before. You know, I love my color palettes in my movies, and this movie has seems to have these like amazing color palettes. Like it looks like all the jokey stuff that the MCU has spent doing over the past like several years is not present in this like this looks like a dark movie that has where there these are the stakes i was looking for like there are things happen bigger things happening in the world and i well, think you know who's directing this film uh it's what what's her name um chloe chloe Zhao, chloe, yeah, yeah she just won she just won the oscar for best director so. ex- yeah yeah so i'm i'm excited and i think that in eternals we're gonna learn like what the next where the next phase is going I think that I don't think they're going to like introduce the next big bad, but I think we're going to learn like in what direction this whole universe is moving. Big Dog, what, did, you, uh, did you see the trailer for this? Uh, I did. I mean, what do you think? I, it, it looked it looked better than most of the stuff that's, that they've been pushing Marvel. So I mean, I'll check. I'll probably check that out. Probably not in the theaters, but I'll probably check that one out. With me, I, I'm not. I'm still on the fence on it. I'm not as thrilled about it as I, I am with with. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. I'm not, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the actors involved with it. They just, even though there's some heavy duties, none of them are really standing out. They seem like they're competing with each other instead of working with each other. I don't know. I'm just, right now, I'm just not getting that huge vibe. I got to see vibe from it. I will see it because that's what we do here from Pop Culture Cosmos. But I'm not 
overly thrilled to see him, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I mean, and I'll be honest, I'm more excited about this than I am um, Shang-Chi, but it's going to be like one of those, like a Guardians of the Galaxy type property where like people don't really know what it is, and it's either going to hit big or it's going to miss. Finch with Tom Hanks is coming to Apple TV. Uh, I mean, all the stuff right now seems to be going to Apple TV, which is kind of funny, but your, your thoughts on maybe Finch before we head to Ghostbusters Afterlife the next week on November 11th? I don't know. I mean, I'm always up for a Tom Hanks movie. I, I haven't seen anything regarding this film at all, though. I mean, it looks interesting. It's I'm got, sure a trailer's on the way soon. It's got robots and dogs. You know, hopefully the, if the dog doesn't live, though, I'm not going to watch it. So. Oh, yeah. It's a, that's a movie killer for Josh. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's a bigger thing in regards to Apple TV that they are not, even though with all the money that they have, they're not clicking as a network, I think, as well as, as I was hoping they would when they first announced Apple TV. I, I just think that they have not reached the level of success that I was thinking that they would. I mean, because they have virtually more money than anyone outside of Amazon to throw at people and buy content and do all those things, and yet I don't think they're doing it. Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming up the next week. I know there's a lot of people looking forward to this because it has a return of the classic members plus uh, a new wave of Ghostbusters that they're going to try and you know make successive movies with. Your thoughts on Ghostbusters Afterlife? I mean, Paul Rudd, you know, is thrown into the fray with all this going on. He may be the you know the, the center of the film at least for, for the starters. I, I, I don't know. It looks okay. I'm not overly excited to see it, but I'm not, uh, I mean, obviously after what happened with the previous iteration of a Ghostbusters film and how bad that bombed at the theaters and it was we reported at the time, I'm hoping for a, a more positive direction for this IP. I know Sony would love for it to go ahead and become a hit. Yeah, so this, I mean, first of all, love the cinematography in this one. Like, it has that uh, Super 8 feel to it. You know, yeah, the, so yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm excited just to kind of like go back to that world. And I'm curious if they're going to be acknowledging that the last Ghostbuster movie happened or not. But this is, um, this is one of those movies that has, they even, they're even like, you know, by taking, uh, what's his name? Finn Wolf, Wolfhard, I think the kid's name is from Stranger Things by taking elements of all these like pop things that are popular in pop culture. Like this is going to be. This is a pop culture event, and not not on the scale of like Endgame, but this is a pop culture event. Like Ghostbusters is huge in our pop culture, and they're taking all these elements of things that are currently trending in our pop culture, or at least like within the last five years, and they're throwing them all into this movie. And I gotta say, like as someone who really loves those movies, where it's like, you know, the the it shows uh, like uh, kind of like semi horror movies where like the kids are getting up to no good and find monsters and stuff like the Goonies and ET and super eight. Like I'm, I'm really excited to watch this. I think I would like it better. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the original. Um, I loved it as a kid, had all the toys and stuff. I think I was about several times for Halloween, but I, I would like it more. I think if I didn't know that there were like six more of them coming after this one, Oh, that's the problem. I mean, it's just yeah. they're, they're just, they're just trying to, to milk a franchise, it feels like, sometimes. No, they're just there to set up for that new line of Ghostbusters, you know, that are being introduced in the film. Yeah. Like Big Dog was saying, it's setting it up for that. And so I, I think it just speaks to the Ghostbusters franchise that people really want it to work. But when, since the original Ghostbusters, the only positive 
for that IP ever is the real Ghostbusters cartoon series. And outside of that, there's really been nothing with the Ghostbusters name that's been attached to it that's really even remotely been successful. It, it speaks for itself. Yeah, well, it, it feels like they're trying to, I mean, I don't mean to use a cruel term, but like beat a dead horse, you know? Like, it's possible yeah. that this will breathe life back into it. But, for a while. For a while. Uh, but what's ironic about this, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to catch the that documentary series on Netflix, the movies that made us. But they go in depth with the Ghostbusters and talk about, like, how it was made and it, it how many times this movie almost got canceled on the way out the door. Like it was, it, it was crazy. Like by all by all rationale, this, the Ghostbusters should not exist, and it's it again. Like it's become a staple of modern pop culture. Just hopefully it's good because if it's not good and it fails even worse than the previous. That's it for the that's it for the franchise. It's gone. Yeah. And that's where it should stay. If if that if they're not if they're gonna just come put out garbage, then just leave it alone. I agree. November 19th is Will Smith again trying to look for an Oscar. He's playing Venus and Serena's Williams' father. Yes, Richard Williams, who at the time, you know, when they were first starting out, he was very protective of his daughters, as I would be. I'm going to be honest with you. My daughters were superstars like that, budding superstars. I would be probably acting in the same manner as he would, if, you know, as he's portrayed in the film. Uh, I, this could be something he's been a long searching for a film that's putting him in that Oscar category. And, and this may do it. We'll see. I'm hoping what, for him. I'm hoping for him. What was his last Oscar? That was for uh, Pursuit of Happiness, wasn't it? Or got nominated? I'll have to check on that while you guys are doing that. But uh, I mean, this could be something that he's looking for. I mean, he's he shunned, I mean, the, the Suicide Squad sequel, and he shunned other movies unless, you know, he fits certain qualifications. But. I think with this movie, uh, hopefully it will portray Richard Williams in a, in a good light and hopefully will will give Will Smith the kind of bump he wants. And yeah. Could, yeah. You know, he's someone that is still a name out there and, and, and you know, it's someone that, that he can still produce and, and get behind a movie. Yeah, and he's hungry too. Like, he is, he is, despite, like, the, you know, you hear about his, like, whining a lot in Hollywood, but he's hungry for those for those roles that will give him, you know, give him the, the notoriety he needs to win awards. And, you can't yeah. say that about a lot of the other actors out there. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. can I ask you a question, Gerald? Are we yes. now moving into the danger zone? What this is like this is they've been hyping this movie for so long. They put out the poster. I don't understand. Top Gun Maverick they're talking about. Yeah, Top Gun yes. Maverick. Just put it out. Just put it out. And you, you know, know, you've been setting up to do that that pun right I, now. I was, so I was, I was, hour. yeah, I was so afraid you were gonna introduce it and I wouldn't get to make that joke. He was waiting. I was, I was. All right. So, I mean, what's what's uh, next? By the way, right in one, the pursuit of happiness for Will Smith. He was nominated, and for Ali. Ali, that's that. right. I mean, I'm excited for this. I love the original. I grew up with it. It was one of the few movies I watched with my grandfather. He liked it. I, I, it's got the return of Val Kilmer as Iceman, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure it's going to be the cheesy tropes as usual. Um, I hope uh, so. Trailers, That's what makes that movie so great. Scenes and stuff. This is 2021, though. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that stuff anymore. Shirtless volleyball? Yeah, shirtless volleyball. They're all They'll good. do a volleyball scene. They will. They will. They will. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. She's lost that loving feeling. I hate it when she does that. 
If you need your video game fix, be sure to check out Retro City Games. Located in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada, Retro City Games has the cure for all your video game vices. Retro games and games for current consoles, Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. Retro City Games has all the staples from any library and some highly collectible offerings too. So pick up a few games today at Retro City Games in Town Square on Las Vegas Boulevard or in Henderson, Nevada. Retro City Games is your video game metropolis. I think the next movie that we should talk about is Encanto on November 24th. Oh yeah, this movie, it looks kind of neat. It's not Pixar, it's Disney. It's Disney Animated Studios. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very, it looks like a very vibrant film, you know, and like... I, I don't know if this is going to be the same as like Coco, and I don't know if that's bad of me to say, like, but it's kind of neat, you know. I'm, I I didn't like I thought R- Raya and the Last Dragon fell flat for me, and um, uh, Luca was not great, but I'm actually kind of. Was, I thought Luca was fun and entertaining. Did you? I, it was. I mean, it was okay, but like it was I mean, better than Raya the Last Dragon. Oh my gosh, yeah, anything's better than that one. But yeah, this this movie looks good. It looks good. Next one I think I want to talk about is another Ridley Scott movie with Adam Driver, and that's House of Gucci. So funny because Adam Driver just came out this weekend with Annette. She's going to do The Last Duel in his fake British, supposed to be French accent. And then now he's going to do House of Gucci. Though the other movie has the bigger star power, I think if either of Ridley Scott's movies hit this year, I think it's House of Gucci with uh, Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. He's, you know, what's funny about Ridley Scott here is like he's. I don't know if these are like he's wanting to break out of the the genres that he's known for, like in his as he's probably nearing the end of his road. But uh, like these films feel so off for him, and part of me is like fearing how whether or not they'll be good. But part of me is kind of excited to see like what he does with a movie that doesn't actually have a sword in it. Late November, Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. I mean, guys, should we actually even go back to the live-action Resident Evil series? I mean, it made a ton of money for Sony. It made over a billion dollars as a series with Mila Jovovich, but she's not associated with this time. So, I mean, it's something you guys are interested in. Big Dog, you want to go first? I got some thoughts (laughs) here, but I want to hear yours. Uh, I mean, I've watched the last Mila Jovovich Resident Evil, and I mean, I could barely make it through it. I was just like, it was motorcycles, explosions, and just masses of. It's zombies. like they told Michael Bay, "Run wild." Not even Michael Bay. The, the The last Resident Evil felt like it was made by the guys that made Crank. Okay. Yes. Sure. One hundred percent. What What else can you do? It's a video. It's a It's a It's a movie about zombies. How many times could you do it? Clearly, at least one more. So, well, of course, you know, infinite. <laughs> They're undead. They don't. They don't stop. So, here are my thoughts on this. All right, like, I think with the renaissance of these like remakes, Resident Evil remakes, and them like sticking to the actual mythology of the games, it could be good. I think what initially turned me off of this this movie, even when I heard there was a remake, is the fact that they did how many Resident Evil with Mia Jovovich? Was there seven or eight? There's eight. Can I say the word too? Can I say the words too many? Too many, yeah, exactly. Yes, so, yes, yes. Appropriate. So if it was something where there's like two or three, and it has been like a good ten years since we've seen any of them, I could probably be more on board for this movie. But like right now, I don't, I don't associate Resident Evil with like successful film franchise. I don't know. It, for me, it just is something that I think is 
needs to be put to rest for a decade or so. Well, that's what I'd like them to do with the Marvel movies. Just give it a or superhero movies. Give it a rest for a while. They make too much money. Too much. I know. Money. I know. All right. What's next? What's on the list next? Oh, I don't have um, it. Next comes out in the week of the December third. You got Nightmare Alley, Flea, Wolf, and Vendetta. I don't think anything's going to really stand out unless Paul Verhoeven, you know, has a comeback as a director. Well, probably won't happen unless Starship Troopers two comes out, which I'm, you know, I would hope for, but that's just me. Or a reboot of Starship Troopers. It should come out as a series, maybe. I don't. Know. Just throwing it out there. But December tenth, uh, you've got Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, and already we've seen with In the Heights which was critically well-received, but had a lot of controversy, which made it a box office disappointed. And I've seen Annette. That was a good music, good music, movie musical. I mean, it's West Side Story. I mean, this is, Steven Spielberg can just go ahead and do anything he really wants to. The thing is, in the middle of a pandemic, does will everybody go out and see everything that he puts out there? That's the thing. No, I mean... I don't know. It that it's a musical, you know, not to say that it's not going to be good, but if you're like someone who's kind of debating on what movies to go see and you're not really like interested in seeing a lot especially during pandemic times, you're I don't think this is one that you're going to be like really aching to go watch, I guess. Like I think it's going to be something that people will see, but you know, when you think about oh, Steven Spielberg did it. Oh, I don't I don't know about that. Like is there going to be dinosaurs or how's that how's that Dancing dinosaurs? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. The next movie that comes out the next week that is big, uh, of course, uh, I think it's probably one of the either one of the biggest that's you know expected, and that's Spider-Man: No Way Home. I mean, we're all waiting for a trailer. I mean, do you, dog, gosh. Do you, I heard that they're not doing a trailer at all. Oh, uh, they gotta hype it up if it's still coming out in December. Well, no, I heard they're gonna hype it up, but I heard that they're not doing a trailer like at all, like for the movie. It's going to be like, or like, it'll be like maybe 30 seconds. Well, it, it seems like with everything happening in this new movie, you know, think about it, you have in- introduction of like characters who you never thought you'd see again, right? Like Charlie Cox's Daredevil, the possibility of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. You got Doctor Strange. You have, uh, uh, what's her name? The, the She-Hulk. And I, I, am, I'm, I feel like there's more characters I'm just not forgetting, but you have all these, uh, these Alfred rumors. Molina. Mm-hmm. And you have all these rumors of the, these actors coming back into this franchise, and I think they're doing the Spider Verse. I'm sure. Well, something similar, a multi oh, yeah. multiverse thing. Yeah, but I feel like any any like mention. I think any trailer you show for this movie is going to spoil something. So I'm, I'm. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't put out a trailer. Maybe like a thirty second thing would that features like the characters talking or something. But I don't. I would. I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me and Esprit, we've been watching Daredevil. Like, we've been going back because, like, I'm trying to get her hyped for uh, Spider-Man. Charlie Cox is coming back, possibly coming back in Spider-Man. Keep my fingers crossed. But So we've been going through Daredevil, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. What about you guys? You guys stoked? I, I'm, I'm okay on it. I think with the uh, thought of the multiverse, you know, the Sony aspect, because obviously Sony is just really trying to go ahead and do what they can to expand their empire with Spider-Man. I think they'll, uh, if they do it right, it'll be interesting to see how Marvel does their own multiverse. Sony does theirs and DC does theirs with Flashpoint. It'll be interesting to see which entity does it better. Yeah. 
down the line. I, I'd I'm, love to do just like a retrospective. Right. And I mean, I guess like I'm really just hopeful here that we're not going to be seeing a oversaturation. Like I feel like the multiverse often becomes like the, what do you call it? Like um, cheap storytelling. Fix-all. It's a fix-all or it's cheap storytelling. It's It builds excuses to introduce like this like deus ex machina, you know, where like, yeah. oh, my character's in this dire situation makes it really easy to fill we plot need, holes. Yeah, to fill plot holes. We're like, oh, how is this person going to get out? Oh, multiverse portal. You know, stuff like that. I just hope that they don't end up going that route with it. Like, I, I, I want it to make sense. Captain America's not dead. He's actually in a different reality. Well, and that's, but that's what I've always feared. They were, the direction I feared they were going is them doing stuff like that. Because that's what, if you read the comics, the, the Marvel comics, that's what it is. You know, there's so many different universes existing and they're able to pull characters from different universes but it all becomes so convoluted that i mean me personally as a comic book reader i won't even read marvel stuff anymore because i i don't understand any of it now okay i think right now when it comes to it uh, a lot of people are still excited for it i think they're going to show a trailer i think they have to show a trailer some type uh, i think you know you're right how are they going to do a trailer without giving a lot of spoilers on it that's going to be really hard to do but I think at some point in time they're going to have to drop a toy just to make give it hype because people need a reason to go back to the theaters. And as much as we love Dune and are looking forward to that, and as much as Shang Chi and the Eternals, I think really people need a, a really big reason. And if there's one movie I think people are going to, have to check out for the rest of the year and that they would risk going in this environment, going out to the theaters for, it would be Spider-Man: No Way. All right, I'm looking here. I know you guys are excited about Sing Two. You can you can go ahead and like show. Well, well let's set up like this. It's the last weekend of the year. It's the weekend. It's funny because I remember that's the last period of time is Christmas that, that movies can be submitted for Oscar approval. And the thing that we see that's coming out right then. I mean, I see that there's a there's a few things that are coming out right around then that are, are mentioned that are probably just for Oscar votes. Sing two, The Matrix Four, and The Kingsman. I know. I mean, sing to my friend. I mean, I know that's probably going to be a day date on on VOD. Yeah, yeah. Matrix Four. I'm I'm curious about because they curious. haven't they haven't yeah and they haven't released any um any plot I details. Push it back. No photos. Yeah, they'll probably pick, yeah. There's because there's not enough in circulation about this film right now that really guarantees a, a well. There's a franchise that has been gone for a significant amount of time that you could remake or just continue and make it with new technology and stuff, and it would it'd probably be fantastic. Yeah, well, and it's one of those be. we're and we're living in a time right where like oh is this a simulation? Everyone's talking about this. Even the younger generation is talking about stuff that like elon musk is saying right like feels this, like we're in a video game yeah it feels like we're in a video game you know and i i totally agree with you big dog if they were to remake this series i think that it could blow up even bigger than it is than it ever was i'm i would if it does come out i'm excited for it i'm just not sure it's going to come out this year oh yeah 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 and last but not least the kingsman the kingsman it looks uh i mean that's been what that was like an early 2020 release i think if i remember that's correctly. been yeah. i think so yeah this looks like it's actually yeah and this looks like it's set in its release date because i mean it, the film is complete this is the perfect time to put out a film like that i think that this is going i've i'm excited about this i really like the kingsman series wasn't wasn't a huge fan of the second one but the first one is a movie that I yeah the first one's like one of those movies that you turn on on a rainy day and like you just never get tired of it 
It was one of my bigger surprise movies of that year. Yeah. I still hope that they make a movie, a spinoff movie off the American with uh, Jeff Bridges and oh, Tatum and Halle Berry. I would love to see a film like that. Absolutely. I, said that the time, I know the sequel wasn't as good as the first one, but I'd still, there's a curiosity there with me to see a movie with those with those people. Yeah. But, with Pedro Pascal I, as the bad guy? Yeah. Well, Pedro, yeah. Or you could do a prequel like that. Yeah. Because Pedro Pascal kind of, spoilers, died in that. Yeah, he was just—he just lost his mind over everything happening in that movie. He was put through the grinder, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, was he? I thought his head exploded. Never mind. Isn't no, isn't yeah, that weird? That that isn't that weird that like we're talking about ways people die in those movies and they're just so graphic. <laughs> like it's just a normal. It was in that restaurant. It was in the restaurant, and I think at the end they they threw him down the grinder to make meat. That's right. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I would hope uh, that that's not because I love that series and and. Doing a prequel, I understand, is a, is a money grab, but it, I mean, Ray Fiennes, it looks really good. It, looks it could be really fun. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Kingsman movies are are always fun, you know, whether yeah, you not, don't go for it for riveting story. Yeah, you don't. You just they're just fun to watch, like much like, like a PG or 13 version of John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 don't go expecting like a a, a thrilling storyline. You go to just kind of be like, oh, this is fun, you know. I think that about does it. I mean, obviously, if there's any other movies that hit or get Oscar buzz, we're going to report on it over the next few months. But, guys, before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and, and congratulate you again, especially either Mr. Josh, because of five years, my friend, five years since we've been doing this show. It's been so long. It's just, I can't remember. I can't even remember episode one now. It just feels like it's been going on forever. You can still find it out there. You can, it's so funny because I listen to it now, and yeah, it's like night and day. It's like night and day. Still, still going strong. Hopefully, one of these days we'll be back at uh, Retro City Games. You know, doing, doing the, uh, doing the old podcast. You know, I would love that, but a little bit harder check for you, my friend, now these days. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna it's, it'd be involving the next generation, there, friend. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, hey, one could hope, man. We'll see. Maybe one day we'll make it happen. All right, but uh, thanks, everyone, so much for watching and listening. Again, if you have any questions for us, uh, you want us to cover a topic that's current in pop culture, Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook or any social media or PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. A big thank you before we head on out to all the radio stations around the world that have carried us and that continue to carry us. I mean, over 50 radio stations strong, and uh, it, we wouldn't be doing this without you and all the listeners. We've had over 130,000 downloads, I think. Uh, so, so I, I, I mean, my, I pay a debt of gratitude to everyone out there for taking the time to listen to us uh, wherever you get, you know, for your podcasts or your radio stations. Just cannot thank you enough for doing so. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. It's been it's been quite a ride. Like we're talking like it's the last episode. No, you're gonna have to listen to us for a long time. So absolutely, I I already got stuff in the can waiting for people to go ahead and listen to over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, and there'll be some exciting stuff coming out. I'm sure. Just uh, keep on but, listening. Well, I gotta go hit the pool, man, and I gotta go hit the beach here in Hawaii. So I, I'm really uh, yeah. Really itching to get out there, but uh, Big Dog, I cannot thank you enough for stopping by. Please stop by sooner than a momentous occasion for us because you are sure. most welcome anytime. No problem. Thanks for having me.
Thanks so much to staying in tune with us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you have any questions for us, Pop Culture Cosmos on all your favorite social media platforms or popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. So for Josh Peterson, Big Dog, this is Gerald Glassford. This is a beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening for five years of us. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day.